And you have any, you have any questions, Jordan? No. How about you? We're recording. So good, good. Well, hello everyone. Back to the One Love podcast, and it's the month of Ramadan. It's a beautiful sunshine here in Toronto, and our special guest is enjoying all the sunshine in Mexico. I want to thank uh, Julianne Martin, my amazing co-host of the One Love Party, despite of all our challenges in Ramadan. She too has been fasting like myself, so you can imagine a Christian fast and a Muslim fast. So we have actually bonded on this interfaith One Love podcast, interfaith work as chaplains. And um, I'm so, so honored to have a good brother joining us here today, Jordan Moyer the recipient of the One Love Award last year, 2020, just before we got the lockdown of, of the pandemic, he was flying out from Edmonton and came to Toronto to receive it. And I've known Jordan for a while. I've actually visited him in Edmonton, but he himself would be sharing with us the story, what it meant to be incarcerated, what it meant to get out and to reintegrate so that you, our listeners, could enjoy as well as be inspired and of course, show all your love and support for our guest here today. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, how are you? Welcome. Pretty good. Como esta? Hey, bueno over here. It's always sunny. <laughs> right. So what have you been doing in Mexico? Um, well, not too much. Like I was over um, in this other city for a little bit, and then I moved over to this one, which is Playa del Carmen. Um, pretty much just got myself situated, um, got a little apartment rented uh, for a month, and um, just been going to like a local gym, that normal stuff. So is life fairly yeah, normal and I saw, there right I saw, now? How, how are they reacting to, yeah. to COVID? Because gyms are yeah, not so here. It's interesting because, like, it's there are a lot of people that wear masks everywhere. Sorry? I don't know. I didn't say anything. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. It's interesting because there are a lot of people that, like, wear masks everywhere. Um, but, uh, like, I don't know. It's not, like, mandatory, I think. Um, and uh, most businesses, from what I can tell, are still open. Like, uh, gyms are open like normal, so that's good. Um, they did go to like an orange zone here um, recently, but I think it's like still very low case numbers, especially compared to like uh, Canada or whatever. Lovely. So, Jordan, I want you to to, uh, to take us to your your journey of when uh, what was it like when you grew up, where you grew up, uh, what were some of your challenges. Yeah, so like um, I grew up in Brantford, Ontario, a little bit of a small town, southern Ontario there. Pretty normal, um, like mom and dad, uh, but then they split up when I was, I don't know, 10 or something. Um, I just ended up going to like um, going into high school. I dropped out pretty early um, and like kind of got around with the wrong crowd, uh, stuff like that. Yeah, and I had the pleasure of meeting your mom as well in Bradford when I visited you. Mm -hmm. um, very amazing mom you have. And it's Mother's Day coming up on Sunday, so we got to give a shout out to your mom and all the moms for Happy Mother's Day. Yes, Happy Mother's Julianne Day. On the, uh, Julianne, um, uh, so tell me a bit about how you got involved so that you got uh, eventually uh, ended up incarcerated. 
Well, so it was kind of like a long, like period of time. I don't know, for 10 years, I kind of lived this like other life where, um, you know, that was, uh, like I was basically like in the criminal underworld or whatever. Right. Um, but it started pretty much when I was in high school, I just wanted to, you know, make a little bit more money. And then I ended up starting to, um, you know, sell like different drugs and it just continued for pretty much 10 years. Like I said, I was in and out, uh, several different times. Um, but then like the last time was, uh, when we met there federal, it was two years. So it was kind of like, um, like, I don't know, that was, that was it for me. Right. So are there any factors that you believe uh, socially, spiritually, economically that really led you to this? What do you, sorry, led me to. Uh, led you to incarceration. What were the social factors? Yeah. Well, social factors, like, I mean, as with anything, you need to be able to like have um, money to live, right? So me coming out of like high school, not really having, um, you know, any other way to, um, I don't know, sustain my lifestyle or whatever, other than that for the amount of years probably was a big factor to it. Um, of course you, yeah. So I, I have a go question. Ahead, I'm interested. Yeah, go ahead. So you, you mentioned that you were in and out. Um, yeah. And, and I've heard that a lot. That does seem to be a lot of people's experience. Um, but you, you've, you've sort of gone down a completely different path now, and you're on a different trajectory. Um, and so I'm just curious, what, what was the shift? Because you were in and out, and now you're out, and, uh, and, and you plan on staying out, right? And so I'm just wondering, mm -hmm. what, what happened? that you were like, you know what, this, I'm staying out. Yeah. So I guess for me, like, I really realized like it was either like, I'm going to just continue doing that and, you know, I'll either end up in there for the rest of my life or I'll end up dead or I can do something different. Right. And honestly, like I got into fitness, which is something that I got into through going to prison. Um, you know, when I was, uh, 16, it didn't really work out. Uh, but then when I was 18, um, I went in there and a couple of buddies kind of got me into working out. Cause I was like the skinniest guy there. And I just liked it. It was like, there was kind of like a support, like, you know, kind of like a, like, a, a friendship that I always built through exercise. So, um, goes with it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, so I just, I guess I ended up really liking what it had done for me and like my social skills and self-confidence. Um, and then I ended up figuring out a way to turn it into a job. Hmm. So can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, sure. Like which part? About turning it into a job. And was that, was that hard? Cause I know a lot of guys who have had some experience um, with incarceration, sometimes employment can, can be tricky um, yeah. but one thing that seems to really guarantee success is if you find something that you enjoy and it, it sounds like that's kind of what you did. So was, was it hard? Was there barriers or? Well, yeah, like there was a ton of barriers for sure. Um, like, Hey, one of the things is like, I couldn't even get hired at a grocery store cause I had a record. So that was kind of crazy. Um, and then I ended up like, it was kind of lucky. Um, I, but I guess it turns out in some sales jobs, 
like they are, they can be pretty easy to get your foot into at least. Um, and then, so I ended up getting in with this company and then within the first, like, we'll say six weeks, they wanted to promote me cause I was doing well. And I was just like, Hey, like, look, you guys, uh, kind of need to know a couple different things. Um, and luckily, like I had the manager there, like, you know what I mean? Like I was just, uh, honest and genuine with him the whole time. And so he actually went to bat for me, um, with like the corporate guys and was like, Hey, like, look, we got this guy, we know, like there's a bit of a record, but Hey, he's doing well. Um, let's give him a chance. And yeah, like I stayed with LA fitness for five years. Right. Um, but leading up to that, like, yeah, couldn't freaking get a job pretty much anywhere. Um, and then there was like the trying to figure out like exactly, um, how to monetize, like, you know, my passion and then like, uh, even the, uh, like there was a simple certification course that I had to get, but, uh, having the money at the time, like 750 bucks was like, uh, I mean, I barely, like barely scraped it together. Right. Congratulations, man, Jordan. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Thanks. This guy that this guy that took a chance on you, do you know, um, was that because he um, sort of already had a, an experience with somebody who had been incarcerated, like, or or was it just strictly based on you? Because lots of times people don't understand, right? So they think um, yeah, so, incarceration means one thing, and they're they're way off in left field. Yeah, so I think uh, Aaron came from like a place of understanding himself. I know he had um you know himself whatever sort of a past but again just like being genuine with him the whole time we were really able to um you know connect mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah so jordan uh, you found spirituality while you were incarcerated and you have actually uh you know maximized your time in prison um you want to talk a bit about that so we can inspire others who are looking at spirituality as well while in prison yeah it's spirituality um maximizing the time what do you uh yeah. okay so like yeah spirituality was like definitely important um because like i don't know it gives you kind of like uh like a like a path to follow right um it kind of takes away like the questions of like what you should and shouldn't be doing um, and like maximizing the time, I just got to a point where I felt like my time was taken away from me. So I was going to get, you know, the most I could out of it. Um, and that's why, like, honestly, I read a lot of books, um, and, you know, worked out a lot and like learned like a lot about, uh, working out. Cause that's one of the things, like, I barely had the money to do that course, but like the exam, I was just like, I didn't even have to study for it. I already knew everything. Wow. And you actually found Islam in prison as well, isn't it? Yeah. So like actually over a period of six years, um, basically I had a couple different Muslim cellmates. Um, and again, like we just kind of connected. Um, they all ended up like being pretty genuine people. Um, and Oh, it's frozen. He's got us on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So you keep talking your reflections this time. No, I'm just thinking what he's talking about. It's just making me think about um, just the whole holistic 
approach to health, right? Um, he's definitely got the physical health part and the physical fitness. Um, yes. and, and I know from watching his YouTube channel that diet is important to him too. So like what he's eating, what he's putting into his body. Um, and then also the spiritual thing, which I'm excited to hear him talk about. So, but, um, you know, just that idea, oh, he's gone. Um, just I, that idea that, that, you know, you kind of need all three and they need to, they need to be in balance, right? Like if you're just working out all the time, but then you're not eating healthy or you're not thinking about, you know, fixing your mind on spiritual things, then yeah, you're going to be this big bulky person, but you're not necessarily going to, you know, get out of the, the either proverbial prison that you're kind of shackled to. Whereas if you can eat healthy, take care of yourself, exercise, um, and, and then, you know, pay attention to your spirituality as well, which is kind of what Remedan's all about, right? It's, I mean, in the time yeah. of fasting, it's to recognize, to recognize those things. Yeah, I, I'm glad you said about he looks what he eats as well, because I took him to a Paramount restaurant in Edmonton, and he definitely didn't go for all those big meat dishes that I would have eaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he is very cautious of what he eats. And when I knew him in prison, he was very skinny. Like, I was, I'm amazed when I saw his pictures on Instagram and Facebook before I actually saw him, right, um, in person after a few years, like, he was posting. I said, wow, this guy, you know, it's like a, it's like a Rambo resurrected. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to put the, the link for his YouTube channel in the show notes so that the listeners can see what yeah. we're talking about. Um, he's done a really neat travel Log and hopefully he comes back on. But if he doesn't, maybe we'll speak for a few more minutes and then wrap it up. But um, he's doing a, a travel log. So he's in Mexico right now traveling and he takes you on interesting, like local places. Um, and he's, he's got some really cool videos and stuff like that. Um, and he also yeah, has a cookbook. It, it, he also has a it cookbook helped me to reminisce up. my time in Cancun. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you can subscribe and you can get his cookbook. So I'm looking forward to that. But one of the beautiful things about Jordan as well is that he's kind and compassionate. Like I've, um, I was fortunate to meet his girlfriend with him, um, and he told me how he met her, and uh, and they actually got a house together. Mm. You know, given the fact that he had a record and he couldn't even get a job, and now he has moved up financially and professionally in life, that he can have mm. a house purchased and work and travel and have his girlfriend and wants to get married. I mean, these are all positive things. So whoever is listening to this, uh, if you're looking for a story of inspiration, if you're looking for some lesson in life, looking for something to build upon, you feel that you're despairing, things wouldn't work out for you, you have to turn to a life of crime or there's no life after crime. You know, here is Jordan Moyer giving it his best and he is there to inspire us. I thank Julianne for doing this. And I would like to we gave him the One Love Yellow Award, right? There you go. So how often, how relevant it is that we actually got someone like Jordan to fly all the way from Edmonton last year and receive this award. And uh, he was very gracious on stage when he spoke and received the award. You know, lots of people loved him. They wanted to talk to him about his story. Julian, we're coming to the Bible. I mean, you have been so helpful to me to, uh, recently in my journey um, as a chaplain with the residents at the long-term care. You know, when, when uh, Jordan was speaking earlier about his childhood and he was selling drugs while going to school, that's the exact chapter I was reading today from the book you gave me 
of Reverend Earl Smith, oh. the death row chaplain. Mm -hmm. He was actually talking about, you know, he was doing well in school and college, but he was selling drugs. He was, uh, mm -hmm. he was living a, a life of crime. And then of, of course, at the age of 19, he says that how that's when it, the bullets came to him. And that was this turning point. But, you know, that was his story. Yeah. And he turned around. So who knows? I mean, Jordan might turn, turn around even further one day and become an imam or a pastor or, or, or a chaplain. <laughs> yeah, he could be one of the first fitness chaplains, maybe. Fitness <laughs> chaplains. Work, work, yeah. on your, work on your spiritual fitness with Jordan. <laughs> um, he just sent me a message. He's not sure the link is in opening again. So I guess maybe we're having some internet issues, um, which is which is unfortunate, but... Um, maybe we can try and get them back on um, another time, but definitely we'll, we'll put uh, listeners. Don't worry. We will be putting the link for his YouTube channel in the show notes. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I think he might even post this video, although it's not him. It's mostly us talking, but that's okay. That's what one love gala is all about. Right. Yeah. So. It's one love in times of challenges. We still have to keep going. Mm -hmm. it's the it's like the vaccine in the pandemic it's the light of the end of the tunnel and it's julian giving hope to prisoners who are locked up during a long long time in prison but they're coming out one by one and i'm so proud of her work i'm so proud of her her personality and what she's given she's even fasting in the month of ramadan and giving back to the community so thank you and God bless. Uh, Julianne, I think we will cut at this. Okay. And you could post you can post this one and we will continue with Jordan another time. Okay. All right, friends. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a good evening or a good morning or a good afternoon, whatever time it is whenever you're listening to this. Thank you for joining us. Um, we look forward to our next chat. And uh, no matter what the day holds for you, just remember one love. One love. One love. <laughs>